0: You are listening to the Social Media Marketing Made Simple podcast, episode 43.
1: Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Made Simple podcast, uncovering the secrets of effortless social media marketing for your business. And here is your host, Teresa Heath-Waring.
0: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Social Media Marketing Made Simple podcast, and I am your host, Teresa Heath-Waring. How are you on this fine day? I hope things are going well for you and you're having a good day. This week, I have been batch recording. And like I said to you before, I'm trying to do this more often so that I can get ahead and make sure that all the podcasts are recording in time, that I've done the interviews, that the team have been able to do all the stuff that they do. Because as I've mentioned to you before, recording and producing a podcast is hard work. There's a lot of work that we need to do for it. So I want to make sure that I get ahead and get these episodes recorded for you. And I just have to say, I can't actually believe we're on episode 43. It seems to have gone so fast. And bearing in mind we've been doing it weekly, I can't believe we've been doing it for almost an entire year. And I am loving the feedback. Thank you so much if you're listening. Thank you so much for the people who reach out to me. I love hearing what you think. I love getting your responses. I love seeing you tag me in Insta stories. And I love sharing those as well. So if you are listening, then please do reach out and let me know. Let me share your posts on social media because I love hearing from you. So thank you very much. This week, I've had the absolute pleasure to interview and present to you not only an amazing marketeer, but also a very good friend. So this week, I am interviewing the super lovely Paul Ince otherwise known on social media as Biz Paul. So if you're in the UK and you follow football, you might know that there was a footballer called Paul Ince. And therefore, when he first started on social media, he actually ended up having lots of people follow him or try and communicate with him because they thought he was the Paul Ince that they were looking for. Hence why I think he changed it all to Biz Paul. But anyway, I met Paul quite a few years ago now at a marketing event. It was actually social day and it was a conference that we both attended. We both sat next to each other on the same table and since then have developed this lovely relationship and become firm friends. And you know what? One of the things I love about having friends with people that are in my industry or people that are doing the same sort of thing as I'm doing is the fact that they know what you're going through. They know what troubles and trials and tribulations that you might have in your business. And so just the other day, something was bothering me. I was letting something get to me. I was having a bit of a problem with something and I had a call with Paul and we were able to talk it through because he understood exactly what I was talking about. And having that kind of relationship, having someone that you can do that with is great. One of the things actually Paul and I discussed before we started the podcast was that in America, when I go out there, everyone seems to be willing to share everything with you. There's no kind of worry about a competitor. I think everybody has confidence in their own stuff, that they're not sat there thinking, well, I can't possibly show this to this person. I can't possibly let them see what I'm doing or how I'm doing it because they might steal it. There's not that at all. And actually, it's such a lovely way to be. Recently, I was on a Zoom call with a lovely lady called Jen from America, who does something very similar to what I do. And she was sharing with me lots of her ideas and thoughts and processes. And it was brilliant. And you know what? Neither one of us sat there thinking, we can't tell you this because you're going to steal it. It was a really open and honest conversation, which actually benefited us both which leads me nicely into the kind of premise of where today's interview is coming from. Now, Paul and I talk lots about the event he does called Marketed Live, and we talk lots about why, if you're in any business and any industry, you should be attending or trying to attend events, why you should sit with like-minded people, why you should network with people in your industry, So that's what we talk about today. It was great fun to interview him. Also, at the end of the interview, there's an announcement, which is a world exclusive. Okay, I'm egging it up a little bit, granted, but it's not been put out here before. So I'm really excited to announce this on the podcast today. So make sure you listen to the end to hear what that is. So, without further ado, here's the interview. It gives me the greatest pleasure to welcome not only an amazing marketeer, but also my lovely friend, Paul Ince, to the podcast. Hello, Paul.
1: Hello. Hello, everyone.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That was a very excitable hello from me. How are you, Paul?
1: Uh, I'm really good. Thanks, Teresa. It's so wonderful to, to be on this great podcast, which I've listened to right from the beginning and love listening to every week.
0: Ah, oh, thank you. And I said pretty much from the beginning, whether I said it to you, I'm not entirely sure, but I did say to myself, if it wasn't to you, that I'm having you on. So it's so lovely to finally have you on. And I was on your podcast for, um, when you had that, cause you did a season of it running up to your event, which we'll talk about, but that was good fun. And we were just laughing because when I went on Paul's podcast, it's a, he records his podcast um, and actually puts the video out there as well as audio recording. And we recorded it and something happened and the recording didn't happen. So we did an entire podcast and we had to do it again. And we were real professionals and just literally the minute we finished started again and did it again. It was hilarious. So I've joked, he's got to do this twice to get him back.
1: It was a great podcast it was it was <laughs> the fact that we did it all the way through when it wasn't recording it's was my fault it was a storage issue you know one of these things that you learn yeah doing a podcast you'll never do it again storage and uh you know it was fine the second time around it was better
0: yeah it was and actually you said that I had said some things in the second time that I hadn't said the first so yeah it was meant to be obviously <laughs> someone in the universe somewhere went that isn't good enough. I know you can do better than that. I'm not going to record this. So anyway, that was just a bit of a giggle we were having. So I wanted to bring Paul on today because like I said, not only is he an awesome marketeer and social media person, he has also got this amazing event, which I just want to say to him and the world, if you have ever run an event or worked in events, now I used to work for Land Rover and one of the things we did was loads of events, big events, It is one of the hardest things to do ever. And well, in marketing words, obviously there's jobs that are much harder than that, but you know, in the marketing world, it is super difficult to run and organize an event. And then on top of that, to actually sell tickets for that event, that's almost like another added pressure. So my hat goes off to anybody who runs an event and manages an event and makes these things happen. But they're amazing when you go to them, but I don't know if you've ever been part of it that you realize how much hard work goes into it. So I'm so excited to have Paul on to talk about the event. But Paul, first, in case my audience haven't heard of you, it'd be really great if you could just give us a bit of a backstory about who you are and how you got to do what you're doing.
1: Well, uh, I'm Paul, but to be honest, you might as well forget that because everybody calls me Biz Paul. <laughs> That's my Twitter username. That's where I am everywhere. If you want to find me, but even my kids call me Biz Paul. Brilliant. That's you know we're totally on brand in my house. Love it. So um, birthday cards, Christmas cards, just you know, generally shouting at me from upstairs. Hey Biz Paul, where's my breakfast? <laughs> uh, all of the, <laughs> all of that uh, happens. So uh, so I'm Biz Paul, um, you can find me everywhere there. I run, as you said, Teresa, Marketed Live, which is our annual marketing event in Nottingham uh, every autumn. And uh, my business is called Like Mind Media. We're essentially a digital marketing agency, although I'm not a huge fan of that term uh, because really we just work closely with clients and and help them meet their business objectives. And we just take their marketing tasks and do what needs to, to be done. So, mm-hmm. I have been running that for nearly four years, mm-hmm. uh, and before that, I had a big background in in tech. So we do a lot of tech marketing, actually.
0: Mm. And I think that's an area where marketing, from what it was to what it is now, has changed phenomenally. Have I just said that right? That's it. We'll so. go with it. Well, yeah. Who cares? So, a lot. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's changed a lot. <laughs> it's changed so much, and. Back in the day, well, one, there wasn't even tech when I started marketing because people still hadn't jumped on the whole website thing. But I think now as marketeers, we've had to change. We've had to become more technical. And actually, um, a couple of weeks ago, I had Brian Fanzo on who came from a tech background and therefore has now come into marketing. So it's interesting that people are coming in from that direction. But what I really want to know, I'm fascinated by, because Um, obviously having the agency, and I do get what you mean, you know, digital agency, but, um, and kind of the connotations around that, but having the agency, what then made you think, I know I'm going to put on an event.
1: You're now wondering what made you think that, aren't you? (laughs) You're like, why did I do that? (laughs) (laughs) Well, sometimes yes. In, you know, sort of around the beginning of summer when uh, there's a lull because people go on holiday in terms of ticket sales, that's the moment Mm -hmm. when I always think, why am I doing this? Uh, it happens every year, uh, but essentially, uh, I was having a drink with my good friend Tim Elliot in a pub, and we were just Always talking the about best
0: decisions are made when you've had a drink,
1: <laughs> aren't they?: aren't <laughs> That's what they? I find. <laughs> So we'd had a couple of pints. and we were talking about events that we go to, because we go to events. I go mm-hmm. to a lot of events. Um, I really feel passionately about education Mm -hmm. and getting as much education and keeping on top of all the changes, as you said, you know, marketing changes a lot and very quickly. And if you don't keep up, you're in trouble really. Mm -hmm. So we were talking about how we were having to travel the area that we live in, uh, the the East Midlands of England, not a huge amount of stuff goes on. There are some great cities, but you have to travel. So Mm -hmm. Edinburgh, London, there's a lot of stuff that goes on in London, but London's expensive. And you know what we said, there are lots of businesses in our region that all employ marketing people. There are lots of freelancers, lots of people like us. Why do we have to travel? Where is the gap? It's here. Why don't we put on an event? So all that we really had to do, we thought, was we had to convince speakers who have never heard of us to come to an event that they've never heard of that doesn't really exist at this point and easy. then convince people to travel to an area where they've never been, uh, to also come in and hear people who maybe they've never heard of or maybe they have heard of where we've not even booked them as, as yet. You know, I mean, how hard can it be? But at the time, after a couple of pints, I think, you think know, it's easy. But that was the reason why we did it because we just thought there's, there's a gap there and we wanted to create something that was very specific towards marketing education The whole purpose is to get people taking something away Mm
0: -hmm.
1: where they feel they've learned something and can actually apply it when they get back to the office the following day. So inspiration is good, but practicalities are important as well.
0: And I love that. And I think I've said before on the podcast, people know that my background is marketing and my degrees in marketing, but I will happily and honestly sit here and tell you that the stuff I learned then, although I learned some great kind of foundational stuff is not what I'm doing today. And for me to be at the level I am today is down to the fact that I continuously learn. I'm always doing an online course or an online program. I'm going to events all the time. I'm following other people who do what we do, who write podcasts and blogs and whatever it might be, do videos. And for me, That's how I feel, and I know you're the same, how I feel I can be at the level I am right now because I do that continuously ongoing training and learning. And I think to come at it from that point of view is such a great way because actually for marketers in our industry and social media and the world, how it is now and how technology is changing, how we're marketing, we've got to keep up to date. And I know you and I. Uh, last year we were in San Diego together, and we went to uh, Social Media Marketing World, which was cool. It's the first time you had been, wasn't it? Yeah.
1: There's and days. it was.
0: It was. It's an amazing event. So that's held in San Diego in March, and we're both going again this year. I am yep. still holding out that maybe they might ask me to speak. I'm keeping my fingers crossed.
1: Come on, Social Media Examiner, Let do it! Let's get universe. to let's get Teresa on the stage. <laughs>
0: Um, but either way, I'm gonna be there because it's an amazing event. And we see the importance of going to those events and sitting and listening to different people. And often though, sometimes you think to yourself, well, I do know a lot about that. But inevitably, no matter what event I go to, even if it's one or two things in an entire talk, I think that was worth coming for. You know, they always give you something that you think, oh, I didn't think to do it that way, or that's a different angle, or you know, just gives you a different take. So, obviously, we were at Marketed Live this year, uh, back in September. God, I don't, is it September it was in? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, it's I lose track of time. Um, and it was a great day. We had great fun. So, for you, um, tell people kind of the structure, how, how the day went, and kind of some of the speakers that you had there, and, and some of the key takeaways.
1: Well, I, do, I just want to pick a bunch of something that you said about social media marketing world, actually. Yeah. And you're right. It was my first time, and it was it was great uh, to, to be there it's great to see you and i remember that we that we sat next to each other in one of the keynotes <laughs> and we were just saying you know how good is it to be here yeah. and what an investment it is particularly yes. when you're halfway around the world um, Financial to, and time. as you go out there it costs a lot of money but yeah um it's important for us we were saying to talk to our clients about the investment that we're making in our education by going to something like that yeah. But there's there's a couple of reasons, I think, that people go to events, or certainly why I go to an event anyway. One is the actual learning. So what is it that people are talking about? What can I learn there? And when I was at Social Media Marketing World, I picked all the tracks and all the sessions where I felt I was going to learn something new, yeah. where the gaps in my knowledge was. But the thing that has always surprised me about events is the community uh, around the event so the people that yeah. are there the connections that you make and my primary purpose to be honest was about networking and that's actually part of the story of of marketed live um, yeah. and how we how we set that up and how we choose who to speak and what they should be talking about um, so the the sort of structure of, of marketed live is that it's fairly straightforward we have Sessions, we only have one room, but the one room thing is really important to mm. us because we want everybody, including the speakers, to be together. I, think I don't so. have I like a green that. room or a separate area for, for speakers. I don't want them coming in, doing their thing and then and then going away because, mm. yes, that people there will learn from their sessions, but they will also learn a massive amount by going and talking to them yeah. and challenging them. I think one of the emails that we sent out to our attendees said, make sure you challenge the speakers after you've heard what they have to say, because yeah. you might not have that experience or you might have done something differently. And I think we should always challenge each other because that's how you share experiences and how you get better at what it is you do. Sessions, we we choose a different um, series of topics. We try and cover lots of different marketing disciplines. So email marketing or chatbots or mm-hmm. websites, community, content, yeah. social media. There's, there's lots in marketing to, to talk about. It's actually too much to talk about yeah. in one day. So we have totally. to be picky. Yeah. So we didn't cover everything this year. We didn't cover everything last year. and we'll, We won't cover everything in 2019, but we'll try and find out what people want and factor that into the agenda.
0: And you had some great speakers this year. And for me... One of the speakers that I actually have reused what he said so many times since then was Chris Mar, And he did a great talk on how to be or how you should be the Wikipedia of your industry. Love and that. I love that because basically what he was saying, and it was such a great case study he gave, and it was actually his wife, the case that he was about, wasn't it? Um, so his wife's family had a shed company, but these weren't your average sheds, were they? These were nice sheds and slightly mm. fancy sheds. <laughs> sheds in America. Are they would you, Well, you know what I mean by that. Fingers crossed you do. But
1: basically like... It's an outbuilding, right? So
0: I, Yeah, small wooden outside buildings that like, you either put your garden stuff in or you sit in, depending on the type of shed it is. Anyway, you're going to have to Google it and see if you don't know what I mean. So they sell them and the company was great and fine and good from what he said and everything was going okay. But they wanted to see how they could use content marketing and develop the sales of the business. So his wife, I think was the person who went on camera, wasn't it? She went onto YouTube and, and she started putting out regular consistent content, basically answering questions that their customers would have. And these weren't like groundbreaking, massive, full on questions. These were like some of the most basic questions that you would get asked in your industry every single day and questions that you probably sit there and think, oh man, not again, surely you know this, you know? So she got those questions, she recorded a YouTube video and basically answered those questions. So it might've been things around, you know, how low do the footings need to be? Or do I need planning permission or whatever they might be? And she started to put these questions on YouTube. And therefore, every time someone was in the market to buy one of these nice, fancy shares, and like I said, they're quite expensive, some of them were, they would obviously do a bit of research on Google. They would type in a question and there she was. It would come up, her video. She would give them the answer. They would think, oh, very helpful. Thanks very much. They might Google another question in there. She'd be again. And Basically, she became the Wikipedia of her industry so that when people decided to buy, they obviously looked at her as a choice because they trusted her and they knew she knew what she was talking about. So I love this phrase now. And I was in, I did a a full day training yesterday with a company and I used the same thing. I talked about the same thing. And, and stole it, said it was mine. No, I didn't steal it. I said, you know, I was at a conference and I heard this and it was so good. So I loved that. That was a great takeaway for me. And it was, you know, a really great thing that I learned from the day, which again, sometimes you think, yeah, I know, I know my stuff. Um, but that again, kind of ticked that box as to why I should have been there. What about you? I mean, as an organizer, it must be very hard for you to sit and listen to things. But what did you take away from the day? What was your kind of favorite bit?
1: Well, you know, it's it's bound to be a difficult one because as the curator of the speakers, then obviously I get a huge amount of choice in selecting who comes to to speak. And I'm looking for people who are of, of high quality, who know their stuff, who are experts in their field, because our audience expects it to be at a certain level we we target in terms of our audience it is professional marketers this isn't entry-level stuff yeah um so it's not a business event as such it is for professional marketing people so you know we don't really want people to talk about why someone should use social media for example because we're assuming that people understand why that's important today but what we might do is talk about well what are the latest things that people need to do why is video important which platforms should be Uh, people should be concentrating on and all that kind of uh, stuff so I when you are organizing it yes it's hard to, to concentrate fully on on the speakers because you're looking at things like you know <laughs> is the wi-fi working
0: yeah uh, or not like as that. the case
1: may be <laughs> uh you know is, is lunch coming out on time that that yeah. sort of issue but I did pick up lots from the day uh, I really loved Emma Leach's session. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. is a marketing director from Loughborough University, a university. It's very entertaining. She's got a very, she's, she's the president elect of the Chartered Institute of Public Relations here in the UK. So she's very much at the top of her game in terms of marketing and PR. And I just love the way that she was able to talk about the personalization of mm-hmm. their campaign. So at this university, whenever uh, someone applies and they are successful in getting the exam results that mean that they can come to the university, mm-hmm. they send them out a Willy Wonka style golden ticket with yeah. their name on it and encourage them to share that on social media. So they can then use that user generated content and create all of this fantastic stuff about how excited these people are to come to university. They're, they're on a high because they've um, they've got the exam results that they needed and mm-hmm. they've got their place. And on the same day that they get their results, they get this golden ticket and their next chapter in their life story begins. And when you look at the content that these young adults create as a result of getting in and getting that mm-hmm. piece of um, print, because yes. it's, you know, it's a, a print, piece of print marketing, they get this and the first thing they do, which I think is fascinating, is that they share it on a digital platform. Yeah, love that. What a great example of how to coordinate different types of formats, um, the digital, the analogue. And uh, I mean, just as a concept, I think that is really important because I think it's easy to focus on the digital because it's easy and it Mm -hmm. might be obvious. But the way that she was able to demonstrate what they did and it wasn't kind of like you know oh aren't we great we did this it was like and this is the return on investment this is how much it costs we generated four million pounds with our revenue as a result yeah. of that and it cost three thousand or whatever it is so she was really able to give us some hard facts and I like facts and data
0: yeah so I she do.
1: was she was really um, inspiring really and we had lots of good feedback about her and of course Chris Strub a yes. good friend Chris yes who and he's um, on the podcast. Yes, he has been on the podcast, a great podcast, a very fantastic guy, real, genuine friend. That links back to the social media marketing world, actually, and the power of events, because I got Chris over as a result of meeting him at Social Media Marketing World. Amazing. Uh, Just meeting up with him, having a chat with him, talking about what we were trying to do, meeting him a couple of times, and just carrying on that conversation Mm. after the event, and over a period of a few months, agreeing to, to get him over. And, um, and he came and keynoted at the end. And uh, everyone loved him. It was a really powerful session about yeah. community. And he was awesome. It was awesome.
0: Really, really good. So the event was fantastic. It was a great day. I really enjoyed it. And I want to kind of, the reason I wanted you on and the more wanted to talk about this is because I want to stress to people listening. That if you're not attending events, whether it be marketed live in the UK, and by all means, we want you to come to that, but whether you're in the UK or not, whether it be that event or whether it's another event somewhere around the world, the importance of one, going and listening to different people who have got different things to say and picking up on those little gems or a new idea or a new concept or something that you've never thought about, or whether it's a case of just going and sitting in a room with people who are like you, who do the job like you do, who go through the same struggles of you, who have the same, you know, brilliant ideas that you might have but isn't the same and you can share them just to be in that type of room with those people. And especially, I know a lot of people that listen to freelancers. I know a lot of people work on their own. For me, even though I have a team, my team's virtual. So it's lovely for me to go into a room with all those other people and connect with them. And I can genuinely say that I have made friends from meeting people. In fact, that, I can't even think how you and I first met. Was it social day? It was at yes, social
1: was. day about two was? years ago. Yes,
0: yes, yes. We sat next to each other on the table. And that's how cool it is. Because I would clash with one of my very good friends, like Paul. And like, so the fact that we sat on a table at a bed, we didn't know each other, but we started talking and we did the same thing. So, and then we started following each other and speaking to each other on social media. And then we were at another event together and another and another. And since then it's been brilliant. So, I honestly, if you don't go to events or you haven't been to many, you might think to yourself, yeah, it's a big investment, time and money. Often these events aren't cheap, especially if you're flying across the other side of the world. You know, I can, I will happily tell you that when I went to social media marketing world and traffic and conversion this year in San Diego, one, I had two team members come out with me. So I paid for their tickets to go to the events. And I obviously had tickets to go to the events, but that trip cost me 6,000 pounds like that is a lot of money. The hotel was a lot of money. The flights were a lot of money. Food, San Diego is not the cheapest place in the world, but do you know what? It's worth every single penny. And I will do it again next year and the year after the year after, Um, and have done even more since then because it's so important. And again, the time out of your business, you might be thinking, can I spare a whole day or a whole two days, depending on the event absolutely it is totally worth the time and effort and money and the other thing I want to I've got a couple of tips actually while I'm giving these couple of tips I want you Paul to think of your tips about how to maximize an event as an attendee so my tips are prior to the event find out who the speakers are and connect with them on social media and even maybe send them a tweet uh you know it doesn't have to be a dm it could be just an open tweet saying really looking forward to seeing you at whatever it is. So use the hashtag as well, because they'll have a hashtag before the event. So do a lot of kind of, you know, networking, look at who else is um, using that hashtag. Also, I tend to, or I used to not so much now, but I used to put them in a Twitter list or I used to kind of, you know, segment them in some way so I could see who is at the event. So do that before the event, obviously while you're at the event. It's all about using the hashtag and going crazy on that. And then again, after the event, be going back and looking at all those people and making sure you're following those people that were at the event and speaking to you. The other thing that I learned very quickly, and in fact, it was the first time I went to the States, they told us that when you're at a big event, especially um, one like Marketed Live, where it's one room all day, get front and center. And look at those speakers in the eye and the speakers will look at you because you're front and center and they can see you. And if you've got a big smiley face, like I tend to do most of the time, then they will keep looking at you because they want to see someone smiling. And then when you go up to them afterwards, they're going to know you. And obviously they won't necessarily put two and two together, but I did this at the first American event I went to and every speaker, when I went up to them was like, Hi, how are you doing? Gave me a hug because I'd sat there front and centre looking at them. So those are my tips if you're going to
1: attend an event. Paul, over to you. Well, that second one was so something lovely. similar I was going to going, going to say. I definitely also agree with sitting at the front and centre. Yeah. Now, you and I both speak at events ourselves. Yeah. And whenever I speak, when someone is giving me lots of eye contact and nodding, it is a really positive oh, yes feeling that you get because yeah. you know you're never quite sure how an audience is going to receive what you're saying yeah. the impact of that is so positive i always then end up going to speak to that person afterwards and thank them yeah. for what they, what they did <laughs> saying they're a great um, attendee yeah yeah so so i would always sit front center uh, as well um one of my tips would be that before the event this is quite a recent thing that's happening i've noticed but before yeah. the event uh on twitter at least Uh, edit your profile and edit your name and include Mm. the hashtag in your name because I I see that's been happening over the last year or so. And it it helps uh, you be found if people are searching for that hashtag in the people section of the Twitter search results. And that's a really good way to indicate that that you're going and finding people there. I think when you are there, I would suggest that depending on the, the format of the event, spend almost as much time listening and attending sessions as you do networking mm. if there is uh, if there's multiple sessions and if, if it's if it's multiple sessions and there's there's lots of things going on and you don't you don't particularly resonate with one of the sessions don't feel like you have to go to that session no. that That's spend the time in the foyer or the atrium the or wherever room. where people yeah. are networking and go and go and talk to people because you yeah. get just as much from the networking aspect as you do looking at at the sessions, particularly sometimes the sessions don't feel that interesting or or, or aren't particularly what what you do. The other tip that I would give is write something up about the event afterwards Mm. because the event organizers love to receive feedback. They love to hear what people have got to say And it keeps the event going in in, in some way. So I I love it when people write a blog post about what they learned at Marketed Live. It's great user-generated content. Yeah, Um, You're going to share it. You're sharing. Yeah, of course, I will share it uh, with Mm -hmm. the whole community. I would uh, share it on all of the social channels. And it really makes that person stick in my mind. And if you want to make some big connections at an event you want to stick in the organizer's mind.
0: Do you know what? That's such a good point as well, because I know I was looking at something, I was trying to find something from a previous event I'd spoken at and I was hoping that the page would still be up and obviously it wasn't because it was a couple of years ago now. But of course, when I searched for that event, I found blog posts and I find blog posts talking about the event. So, you know, great way to be found. I also have one last tip, but this might be because I just like drinking gin or fizz that if there are any social aspects around the event, so last uh, last year, I honestly don't know what year it is, this September, it was only a couple of months ago, <laughs> this September when we went out to Marketed Live, I got there the night before, and lots of other people got there the night before, and we did the most hilarious uh, Robin Hood tour of Nottingham drinking tour, which was brilliant, and there was a lot of alcohol involved, and we were quite drunk, but it was such great fun. And then the following day, which I couldn't go to, I was gutted actually, because I had to get home. But um, the following evening after the event, you did drinks, which were they free drinks, if I remember you or some free drinks? They,
1: they, they, they were free drinks. You spent quite a lot of money on the drinks. <laughs>
0: yeah. Funny. You end up spending a lot of money on the drinks. It's, you're inviting <laughs> the wrong people. They're using that money really well. And then, so then that evening, but I couldn't go to that. But do you know what? And I know I'm laughing that I like gin and I just like drinking, but actually, all joking aside, where I've made some of the biggest connections have been in the social bit. That's where people are a bit more relaxed. They don't feel like they're being necessarily businessy or I've got a network, I've got to make connections. They're literally just having a nice time. And suddenly you start chatting to people and you realize, you know, they've got a child the same age as you, or they're having the same staffing problem as you, or, you know, they shop at the same place or whatever it might be. And those are the kind of things that actually going forward, if you want to make real connections, they're the things that connect them. So if there is any social event, and I think we're getting better at this, don't you? In a social media marketing world, every single night there's a social event, isn't there? And they are phenomenal. They're great. I think in the UK, this is a fairly new thing that's happening, but I think we're getting better at it, aren't
1: we? Yeah, for for, for sure. I mean, certainly for, for us, the social element was uh, a huge, huge part. The the Robin Hood idea just came around randomly when we were thinking, what else can we do? Let's do hilarious. a Robin Hood tour of the, the city. So, you know, let's walk around with a, a you know, man in tights and uh, pretending to be from the 16th, 12th. 14th like century, whichever. It was fun, but I totally concur with what you, what you've just said there. It's the, it is those relationships and yeah. without wanting to sound all, you know, let's go networking. Um, that's essentially what it is. And mm-hmm. although you'll learn some stuff when you go to the event and that's, that's great. The fact that you can have other people that have shared that experience and are willing to share their own experience with you, gives you further education. Mm. And, you know, like we said, we've met at an event, Mm. um, and there's lots of people that that we meet at events when when we go. My network is certainly bigger, particularly in the States now from going to social media marketing world, but also here in the UK when I go to events and, um, you know, make some good friends and And uh, meet up in real life. You know, yeah
0: i i've actually got clients from events where i've sat in the same room as them and especially if the event is slightly brings different audiences in and then they find out what you do and then they're like oh yeah awesome you know and i've ended up getting clients from it um but yeah i you know totally recommend going to any event I'm not a big fan of local networking, I have to say. It's not my audience. Um, I love networking generally with people. I love meeting people, but that's not a good use of my time. So when I stopped the local stuff, this kind of got in its its place, which is a perfect, a perfect place to network because these are people that I need to network or keep, you know, see their content that they're putting out and their ideas and their thoughts and that sort of thing. So so Marketed Live is obviously brilliant and wonderful, and it's coming back next year.
1: It is, it is in the autumn next year. I mean, we we had such a great time. This is only the second year that we have run it this year, and it was so much better than the first year. But you <laughs> learn by these things, right? Always. So, um, you know, we had some we had some great speakers, and we had a great room, and some. Honestly, it's not really my place to to say it really because I'm I'm the organizer, but certainly. At the end of that day, uh, there was such a feeling of dare I say love in the room, yeah. where people had had such a, a, a great time. And, and I just want to say to your listeners that it doesn't actually matter what type of event it is. It could be an event on blockchain, or it could be something on tax, or something that is not yeah. you know marketing related. But the fact that you um, the, the same principles apply. You can. Meet people there that, that are doing something very similar and feel a connection with those and, and, and try and, and try and keep that going uh, and we 're certainly going to try and keep that spirit that feeling of of community mm-hmm. uh, with marketed live we 've asked for feedback we 've asked what people want to learn, and one of the things that they said that they want to do next year is kind of go deep into um, each, each area. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's our plan for 2019 is to pick individual speakers who have a real depth of knowledge in a particular area, who are articulate, who are fun, who have a great attitude. And uh, yeah, do you know any of those? I, I, you know what, if I can think of anybody, I will let you know. Yeah, definitely.
0: <laughs> so this is where we get to announce the really exciting news that Next year, I am very lucky enough to have been asked to come and speak at Marketed Live, which I'm super excited about. So,
1: thank you so much for asking me. I'm I'm so thrilled you said yes. Thank you for saying yes. Um, You know, just by listening to to this podcast, we know that our audience is going to love what you have to say, and you've got so much knowledge that it's important to, to share that. We have Loads of great speakers in the UK.
0: Yes, we really do. We do. More
1: more UK speakers need to get out on the international circuit. I know yeah. you're working very hard at, at trying to, <laughs> to do that. Uh, and uh, I would encourage people to sign Theresa up um, <laughs> to, to do it. So uh, yeah, no, we're really looking forward to having you on uh, the speaking list at Marketed Live. You're our first announcement. This is actually Woo! the world exclusive. World where exclusive. Can, uh, hear this announcement. We haven't announced it yet until <laughs> right very moment. That's exciting stuff. That is. I feel very
0: important now. Paul. I'm not sure I'm going to be able to get out of my office because my head might be so big. But yeah, very so massive. I <laughs> and I, I'm so excited to speak. And I, I know that we're going to come up with some great content. You're going to have some amazing speakers. It's going to be a brilliant day. And tickets are on sale now. Are they not? Am I right in saying that?
1: They are. Yes, they are on sale now. If uh, if you want to know more about the event, mm-hmm. go to marketed.live. And that's market ed because it's education. So market yeah. ed. live. And uh, do you see what we did there? See, uh, very <laughs> clever. Very clever. It took us <laughs> ages, actually, to think yeah. of the name. Um, but marketed.live, all the information is there. You'll see some stuff on there from this year and uh, who spoke. And you can actually still get a virtual ticket uh, to this year if you want to catch up on all of the things that you may have missed Cool. but um, yes go to that website and you can then click on the big button that says get a ticket and you can buy a ticket from there
0: Awesome and if you haven't been to an event one thing you need to know is the, the tickets at the very beginning are the cheapest they're ever going to be because often at that point you don't know who's necessarily speaking now you do so obviously they're all going to flood to the website get ready to sell out um, <laughs> Um, we could only hope though. Um, but yeah, they're super cheap to begin with because obviously they haven't confirmed some of the speakers yet. They haven't announced some of the speakers yet, although they might be confirmed. They just haven't said, but that's the time to buy your ticket because it's the cheapest it's ever going to be. The closer to the event it gets, the more expensive it gets. So, and obviously you run the risk of just selling out and missing out altogether. So I'd highly recommend that you go and take a look. I will obviously put it all in the show notes as well. If you didn't catch that link, go to teresaheathwaring.com forward slash 43 as in numbers, and you'll find all of the details for Marketed Live there and all the details to do with Paul there as well. Paul, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And I really hope you've enjoyed this. It's been a bit of a different interview, um, but I think we've given you a few kind of uh, hints and tips about the events and what to do with them. And also a couple of those cool things that we took away from Marketed Live this year. So Thank you so much for coming on. It's been a pleasure to have you. And hopefully we, nearer the time maybe, we'll do another one and talk about the event coming up.
1: Uh, Thanks so much for having me on, Teresa. It's been great to be here. And yes, I hope that anyone listening to this event can think about what sort of events that they have in their area or where they want to travel to. And just just go and do it. Just go and book a ticket to wherever it is and uh, get going with your event journey. Awesome.
0: Thank you, Paul. Do you know what? I really loved that. It's so nice having someone like that, that I can talk to and communicate with and bounce ideas off and thoughts. And for me, he is like one of the best people in our industries in the UK. He puts on a great event that's quality. He's very knowledgeable so it was an absolute pleasure to be able to introduce him to you all and for you to go and see who he is and follow him. So as I said, I have put all his details in the show notes, com forward slash 43. You can find all the details there of where to follow him and obviously to get your tickets for marketed live So if you're here in the UK, and even if you're not in the UK, but you fancy a trip over to the UK and you want to come and see me speak, then I will be speaking there. So you can go ahead and get your tickets today. And I really would urge you to. I know that sometimes people say, do this, do that. You know, this is brilliant. That's brilliant. But I only ever say it, and I genuinely mean it if something's good. I would never say, go and do something if I didn't think that, A, it was worth your while and money. And B, if I hadn't have done it myself, and I have attended marketed live both years now, and I've got great content from it. It is a bit different from your kind of social media events because you do talk general marketing tools and tactics, and you do get some great knowledge. And I know that Paul said you know, it's really for marketing professionals. But I think if you're taking marketing serious in your business and you want to make some of those connections and you want to get some good ideas and you want to understand some of the things that are available to you, then absolutely come along because I think you will get a lot from it. Anyway, sales pitch over. I hope it didn't come across like that. Um, But it's just so interesting to kind of have a conversation with him, to have a conversation with people who put on these kind of events. Because as I said, for me, And as you know, if you follow me, you'll know I go to quite a lot of events and it's made a big difference for me and my business. Also, if you attend an event that is awesome and you think I might be interested or my audience might be interested, then come and find me on social media, send me a DM or a tweet or something on Instagram and let me know. Because actually, I'm always on the lookout for new events to attend and obviously events to speak at. I love speaking at events and it's one of the things that is one of my most favorite things to do. So I would always be open and willing to have a conversation about events coming up. If you run an event and you're looking for a speaker, then just give me a shout. I would love to have a chat with you. Anyway, until next time, have the most wonderful week, and I will see you here again next week.
1: Thanks for listening to the Social Media Marketing Made Simple podcast with Teresa Heath-Waring from TeresaHeathWaring.com.